Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, man. PSA hip hop, man. It's your boys, man. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Watch what's good, my G. What's good, my brother? You know the vibes. We outside. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's talk hip hop, man. That was a Rock Nation brunch. That was being all over IG, all over Twitter, but heavy IG talk with the Rock brunch, man. What do you think about the Rock brunch, man? Rockefeller brunch, Jay Z. Having all his millionaire homies in attendance for a bunch. Uh, people who have favorite artists, they like seeing their favorite artists together in one setting. So one of the standout people that used to hip hop heads were talking about was that Griselda was there. So to yeah. a lot of people who support the Griselda movement, love seeing Westside Gun, Benny Conway. They enjoyed seeing them in the mix with Hove taking pictures, and um, so it, it felt like a win for people that came from the gutter. So you come from there right. to now you doing Rock Nation brunches. So people really, really enjoy seeing those those picks. Do you think only black million, only millionaires should be in attendance, or maybe that's something that we should see to attain people that young people to attain? to get to that level of team. Because I see people saying, oh, in two years, I'm going to be at the Rock um, the rock Brunch. And I'm like, well, is that your claim to fame to want to just do that? But I can understand that being motivation. I get, I get it, though. What do you think? Well, to me, it's his, it's his, it's his management. You know, Rock Nation is one of the, the premier management brands for all uh, artists, celebrities, sports figures. You know, they have uh, they have a lot of power, they have a lot of pull, a lot of reach in the industry. So they all their clients were there. Like, people were really happy to see Megan Thee Stallion there. People were really happy to see the Griselda boys taking pictures with, taking pictures with Rihanna. Um, so, listen, seeing Diddy and Hove, that's that's normal. You know, they're they going to be there. DJ Khaled, Nick Mills, like, they, they, they're, they're part of that club. They're going to be there. I just think that seeing the the – the highlight to the, the hip-hop head aspect of it, in my opinion, was that Griselda was there. Griselda, um, Casanova, Rap City, Ella May, you know, Diddy in the building. And I understand that. This It, it looks like, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I would love to be in that event and just to, I'm not going to do a soak-up game because I'm not trying to get soaked up game, but just to have conversations and be around dudes that you and I, especially in our age group, that we watch for years, we know Jay's story, we know Diddy's story, you know what I'm saying, we know their relationship, you know, and I'm saying, but to see Joey Badass, um, casting over a bunch of those dudes in there, I think that's a dope thing, though, I wish we got an invitation, yo, feel free to invite the PSA boys up there, man, I would love to be in the building, but it was good to see 
Alexander, especially in attendance, though, man. What do you think about all these motivational talkings that um, Diddy did and, and Kevin Hart did? I see people bashing Kevin Hart, talking about, I don't want to take advice from Kevin Hart and all that. What's your take on all that? I think it's them celebrating themselves. You know, they get together with each other. Everyone there works hard to get to where they they got, they and they attained massive power, massive wealth, and they're talking to each other. I mean, I think me and you were smart enough to separate them talking as if me and you don't work hard every day. Like, we work hard every day. You can work hard every day and not be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? They give these speeches like, oh, you work hard and you did, then you'll be just like us. That's, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not reality, and we know it's not reality. So, you know, that's just them getting together and celebrating, quote, unquote, black excellence. What do we say about the black excellence, though? Do we need more of these, though? Is it a good thing that Jay does this once a year? I think it's a beautiful thing. As much as you don't like Hove, even you have to admit it that this is dope. But people linking up once a year and being in that kind of setting. I don't see this. Like, so, right. so let me say this. I, I don't see yeah. this as black excellence at all. This is Hove throwing a okay. party with his rich friends. And I'll give you, and I'll give you an example. <laughs> do, you remember every summer, do you remember every summer Diddy used to throw his Hampton party? The all-white party yes. in the Hamptons? Yes, and did. that was like a big yes. deal. And every, To me, I look at this the same way. I just look at the who's okay. who in the industry. They show up to this, and they and they are rich, and they're toasting each other. I don't look at this as a celebration of black excellence. If Jay-Z and Rock Nation had a lot of white clients on the Rock Nation roster, they'd be there too. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There was a lot of white people there and a lot of rich Robert white Kraft. people there. One of, them, one of them happened to be Robert Kraft, okay, and he got mm-hmm. VIP treatment. So um, – the black excellence talk is like for real, my Overrated? Dude? Like, is it overrated? Hold on, is it overrated? Let's go with it. Is it overrated? The black it's excellence. It's not overrated. It's, it's 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 not over. It's not overrated, but it, it 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 don't go nowhere. I don't look at that as a black excellence thing. A bunch of a bunch of millionaires getting together and a bunch of people who you manage are having a brunch together. Right before the Grammys. Right. And the reason why they're all there is because the Grammys is in LA. You know what I'm saying? What it mm-hmm. does to me is highlights the fact that you live in LA, y'all live in LA and y'all live in a life that is unattainable. Your best life. Mm-hmm. Living your best life though, man. I, I like it though. Watch. I ain't going to say it. Like I said, the highlight for me is you resulted in there. Um, you recently showed me, I guess, the brush they had with Cardi B all set in the building. Um, you didn't take umbrage to hold out of security around him at this facility. Can you tell the people your problem with hold having beefed up security around his presence? This is his industry. It's his artist, his management team, and at your at your invite only brunch. Mind you, it's an invite only. He personally knows these people. Right? He knows B Dot. He knows Elliot Wilson. He knows these people. And yet, I just found it funny when I saw a picture of him and Diddy sitting down, and he had a full security team surrounding him at your own brunch. So, literally, I can be invited to a Rock Nation brunch, and I cannot just walk up the hole and be like, yo, what's up? What's funny about it is, I remember uh, Uncle Murder just did an interview at a breakfast club, and they said, mm-hmm. what's the difference between 
50, and J. You say, well, the difference is you can just walk up, call 50, see 50, talk to 50. Where Hove, you can never do that. You have to go through a person, through a person, and ask, uh, is, is Hove available to see me? Now, mind you, this is right. in 07. So, this ain't even, so I, can you imagine now how it is to get there, Hove? 2020, Hove. Are we comparing <laughs> Are we comparing 2007 hope to 2020 hope? No, think, think about this. You could not get near 2007 hope. So can you imagine 2020 hope? At his, uh, think about this. It's his own invite-only brunch, and he has a security detail around him, and you still can't get near him unless he walks out and allows himself to let you take a picture with him. Hey. So I just find, hey, Benny. I find that. Hey, Benny. Hey, Benny, you did 97 Hove, man. You might want to do 2020 Hove. I really want to see 97 Hove to 2020 Hove, man. I don't got a problem. Listen, Jay is out here rocking the Bob Marley dreads. He's trying to get his dread game on. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay, I don't know if it's a bit like crisis Jay got going on, but it's like revolutionary thing going on with Hove in 2020 and rocking the, the dreads. I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, Elliot Wilson, who you just told me to go, I just followed his IG page right now. He has nothing but mad pictures of this brunch. The uh, picture with B dot. I'm gonna say this though. There was a picture of Westside Gun, Benny, Conway, and Hove. And I'm gonna be real, man. No disrespect to Griselda, but man, Hove, you look mad uncomfortable one time, brother. Your facial expression and people were making comments on your IG like, "Yo, why Hove looks so uncomfortable?" I don't know if people are reaching on that. You see that picture? I do, but I don't think he was uncomfortable. I really don't. I don't think he's uncomfortable. Big Sean in the building. It's a meditator. I call whatever the name is, man. It's, 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 a, it's a good thing, I guess, man. It's a good thing, man. Anything else you took from the brunch? No. I didn't take nothing from the brunch. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's just, it's it's the Grammy weekend. Wait a minute. I need to, so, oh, wait, Sabo, I need to know how this guy got in the building. How did Slow Bucks get at a rock the brunch event? Slowbox, is <laughs> who you Slow know, bucks. brother. Is who you yeah, know. You ain't lying, who you man. know. Is who mean. you know. Slowbox got so Slow got to connect somewhere. Wow. Jesus, man. Oh, but I'm gonna tell you. You know what I'm gonna tell you? I will tell you this. I really like that static selector was in the building. To me, that's a real hip hop okay. win for me. That does the kind of yeah. hip hop that I really appreciate. Um, so I like the fact that Static Selector was in the building. You know, Static Selector works with hungry artists. He works with artists before they blow, and he never stops mm-hmm. working with them. So I, I respect Static Selector's contribution to hip-hop, so I was glad to see Static Selector in the building. And listen, for everybody that listen to our show and rock with me and Watson, you know how much we support Griselda up in here, but let's be real, man, like, who supported Griselda more than Static Selector? Let's keep it 100. Before Primo, before I, P-Rock, before all these guys, it was Static Selector, man. With the swing, before Sway in the morning, it was Static Selector, in my opinion. He holds it down for Griselda, the terminologies of the world. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? He really represents the grittiness of hip-hop. You know what I mean? So I think he, rep- I I think he represents, I think Static Selector represents the pure essence of hip-hop. And he okay. never stopped doing that. 
interesting. I mean, that's crazy. I'm looking at these pictures. Kelly Rowland in the building. Meek in the building, of course. Not surprised Meek is in the building, of course. You know what I mean? Um, sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Sidebar. Can I give a quick sidebar? Meek, you you really you really going to have an argument with Nicki Minaj and her No, no, no. Let's not have a sidebar. Let's get this. We don't have a sidewalk. Like, 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 you can tell he was he was he wanted that smoke because the way he said it, he was like, "Yo, you soft what?" And Meek was like, "Yo, you soft that." You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, "Word, yo." And then Meek uh, walking on him. That kinda, that My was, guy, that was kind of crazy when deeper, I see that. This is deeper than hip hop. You gotta understand something, man. We're talking about Caribbean, West Indian, Trinidadian, Pum Pum. They shit will have you messed up, my guy. It will have you messed up. Luckily for me, I, I lived in New York City. In 94, I got messed up with some Trini Cooley Pum Pum, man. It would have you crazy out here. You feel me? Luckily, also living in New York City, I was able to adapt and understand the West Indian Pum Pum throughout the years because New York New York raised me because there's so much West Indian chicks out there that fam. I think Nick saw his old lady and got a flashback. It was like, yo, I want that old thing back, and you feel me? Like me, I ain't gonna lie, though, man. I would just, I would just curve them. I wouldn't even say a word to them. But is it kind of hard though? Are you walking with your goal and you see X, Y, B? Are you not gonna say something like, yo, what up, Shorty? You not gonna size it up, or you see her ass hanging out? You're like, nah, no, you don't have to. to nah, come on, come on. You, that was my you know skin. the vibes. You don't have to say nothing. You didn't have to say nothing. That's over with, and it did not have to get that way. Based on. What they were saying, Meek was trying to de-escalate it, and he really didn't want to smoke. But it seemed like, for whatever reason, they was extra aggressive with how they wanted to talk. Because you hear Nikki screaming, you can't get over me. You still sweating me. You know what I'm saying? She's screaming that out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. So I just felt, I thought that, you know, because Meek started trending. Home. Okay. But when it you admit that her man wanted smoke, he was, he was, he was with it, he was with it. I don't know if he's with it, but he's defending his woman. And, and in that part, in that spot, you're, you're going to stand up for your woman because, A, that's your woman, number one. Number two, you don't look like this a sucker. This was a safari situation. In front of your Would you woman. agree this was not a safari situation? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but if, remember, if, 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 the, if the story's right, that um, Onika's dude or fiancé or whatever, he's real connected in the streets. Safari's just one of them Jamaican niggas. They're not a dance, man. That's all. Let's be real, my man. My man, you're from Brooklyn, New York. You're around West Indians all the time. You know how this goes, man. You got the Woodward Jamaican dudes, and you got dudes like Safari who just go to the club, know how to do them dances and shit with his cousins and all that, do them fancy reggae dances and shit. They could probably still do the butterfly in 2020. Pause. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just give me what involves one of them dudes. So, but I'm not going to lie, though. It's not a Safari situation, though. To answer your question, it is not. A safari situation. Now, real quick, not to go back to the Rocket Nation thing right quick, do you think Rihanna knew who Benny Conway was when she took pictures with them? Yes. You think Rihanna yeah, knew who Benny and Conway was? Yeah, I do, because I believe that she knows 
who the Rock Nation client list is. Okay. And she and she's on IG, and when she's on IG, you see it. You know, remember when they signed? Remember that was a big deal. Those pictures went viral. They were circulating mm-hmm. all over the place. So I don't think she, Rihanna's not unaware. Remember, Rihanna comes from the bottom also. Her rise to fame is a rags to riches story like anybody else's. Remember, it was her and Tierra Marie. We didn't know which one of them was going to blow. Yes, and yes, Rihanna a found the lane, a and fact. Rihanna blew up. And I still, it still caught me off guard when I was like, really, mm. white people like Ponda replay? I didn't know that was going to take off, and she was going to become who she yeah. became. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I believe she's absolutely uh, connected and knows what's going on. I don't think she's like dumb and don't know what's going on. So I believe she knew who she knew who they was. Sidebar to my West Indian woman. That's, that 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 rock on me and watching because I've noticed lately I've been getting a lot of DMs from women on IG that say they listen to this show. I think it's crazy. You women listen to me and watch it. I don't know why y'all listening to us, but salute to y'all. No disrespect. I'm glad y'all listen to us. I don't know why y'all are, but it is what it is. But I gotta say this, man. I love Jamaican accents. I love Trini accents. I love Bahamian accents. But son, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Them Barbados, them Barbadian chicks, the Rihanna and all they, them Barbados accents is. It's serious, man. I love it. A Barbadian accent? A two Barbados with an accent? Ah! Ah! All right, watch, man. Um, yesterday, brother, yesterday there was a 20-year album release, my nigga. 20 years. Like, think about this for a second before I go into this. 20 years. You've been listening to Hip Hop longer than 20 years, but this particular album is 20 years old from yesterday. What do you remember of popping the locks? You are the streets. I mean, I got to the, go to the mix in the cranes of every song, but what just your memories of copping the locks? You are the streets album in 2000. I don't know if I could tell you. I, okay, I'll tell you. There's no album in 2000 that I wanted more than Weirdest Streets. I mean, I definitely. I want to call your bluff. Weirdest Streets. I'm going to call your bluff. I think there's another album he was waiting for in 2000 also. What album was that? And this and this is your guy also. I'm going to say, as, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong that you're waiting for We Are The Streets, because let's be real. Coming off um, Money, Power, Respect, the, 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 um, the campaign for the locks to, to get up bad boy and all this, you were also looking forward to that Ghostface Killer Supreme clientele, mind you. Keep it on it. I was not looking forward to that more than We the Streets. Okay. The locks? Okay. We the Streets, I was looking forward to it because the locks went on a year-long campaign of Free the Locks. They were making, for a year, they were putting out just incredible clue freestyles. They were like, we're not doing that shiny suit nonsense. We're going to get you the raw gutter. And they got mm-hmm. free. They got on Rough Riders. At that time, Rough Riders was without question the premier mm-hmm. label in hip hop. Right. And when you and, and you knew the locks were with them, mean you knew about the locks dealing with Rough Riders from uh, the early collaborations with DMX. Yeah. So to me personally, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to this album desperately, desperately. Watch, watch before you go in. Do you think DMY? If they they just do, and they probably no, because they they absolutely had 
a run in hip hop that is iconic and legendary. They had an iconic, legendary run where they they ran hip hop. They had a hip hop run. They they had the biggest artists in music period in DMX, and then they had a fire roster of successful artists. So, um, they do not get the props they deserve. But me and you definitely know who Dan Wild was. Top three songs of the other streets are for you personally. The top three. There is no top three songs. Well, there's, there's no top three favorite songs. songs. There's there there is no favorite three for me because there's nine that I like equally. Okay. Are we going from fuck you, can F-U, I live? out, blood pressure. F you, can I live? Breathe easy. Wild out. Blood pressure, we are the streets. I would say those are my standout favorites, like absolute favorites on the album. Would you agree four mics, one half? This is a four and a half mic album, four and a half. But here's what I'll say. It's a classic, though, but I'm giving it four and a half mics, but this is a... This to me is a personal street classic album. So, um, and and here's why it's a classic to me. This album came out 20 years ago. I'm comparing it right now to albums that came out this year and last year. This album stands the test of time. It's not aged. Lyrically, it sounds better than the music that I'm listening to now. And that's saying a lot. So as much whoever as you I'm like listening Zelda, to does right. So whoever I'm listening to now who does street raw gutter hip hop, mm-hmm. we the streets is better than that. So for example, um the latest Gazelda album, WWCD. We the streets like when album, I first heard it's it. Not it's not in me. the same stratosphere. It's not set at the table. We, we the streets. Sorry. We the streets gives me a when I first heard We the Streets compared to when I first heard WWCD, it was it's not the same. It it's it was fair. not the same. I just feel that the We the Streets is an undeniable hip hop street classic album. And Griselda, as much as we rock with y'all hard body and everything watching and saying, I totally agree. And I know some of you younger fans who just got into start liking Griselda now. I don't know if you were you were twenty years ago, but it did not give me WWC did not give me that same feel as we are the streets. It's just a different feel from when you was the anticipation. First of all, the anticipation for that album, I was more anticipated for that than, you know, the latest release from Griselda. You know what I'm saying? I think Griselda, if you guys decide to collaborate again and do another project with, with three of y'all, I would. I think y'all need that We Are The Streets album, something similar to that. I'm not saying it has to be like that, but somewhere where it's like Tanner Talk 3. Like how much we love Tanner Talk 3. Like they need to, I think, as a as a cohesive unit, when they decide to, to link up and get in the lab and drop verses and do songs together and grab producers, I really feel that they don't have a We Are The Streets in the catalog as a unit. 
Not even to you know, Beg for Mercy. I don't think they have. I don't have WWCD better than um, Beg for Mercy at all. I don't. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, man. Um, well, I said a lot of discussion yesterday on Twitter. Um, one brother that if you're not following on social media, I believe his name is Dome. He basically compared Griselda to Slaughterhouse and saying that Slaughterhouse is what Griselda should have been. So he's trying to say that Slaughterhouse should have been what Griselda's at right now, basically, paraphrasing and all that. I see a lot of people co-signing that, Crooked Eye. Um, I see a lot of people co-signing that and not co-signing that. Even Crooked Eye went on his page and left a few comments on his page. Nothing disrespectful at all, but the brother was trying to say that when Slaughterhouse linked up, it felt like they were trying to outrun each other. But you know what's funny, though? When me and you listen to Slaughterhouse, we never had conversations about, yo, they trying to outrun. I never got that vibe. I don't know about you. We had a vibe that Slaughterhouse linked up just to see outrun each other. We never felt that way. I remember when we would talk to Crooked Eye one time, and we said one of the things we loved about Slaughterhouse is we had a different favorite verse from a different MC mm-hmm. on like every other song because they were all so nice. Um, you you can't say those guys are trying to outrhyme themselves when before they all got together, what were they known for? Being ill MCs, being five, being being supreme lyricists. This is what they were known for. So all they did was bring what they were known for to the table in the group album. Now, one of the things that he said, and he and a lot of people's co-signing it, when I saw a lot of people co-signing it, and this is no disrespect to the people that co-signed it, y'all clearly did not listen to enough Slaughterhouse music. Because Correct. if you did, you would know if you take songs like Truth or Truth, if you take songs like Say That Then, if you take songs mm-hmm. like Goodbye, if you take songs like Raindrop. I just did name drop three different wow. songs from three, from three different albums from the different years they were rhyming together. And they were not trying mm-hmm. to rhyme over each other. If you take a song right. like Hammer Dance, where they were just getting busy, they weren't trying to out-rhyme each other. These are dead, nice MCs. When you get dead, nice MCs on a track together, this, this is what you're going to get. So I like the fact that Crooked Eye said, we want to try to outrhyme each other every time. Like, to me, he belittled them and tried to make them as if it was a failure, the whole Slaughterhouse movement. Right, right, right. And I'm telling you, it wasn't because me and you got everything they ever released and basically have every song they ever did. So yep. Yep. I, it was just, I just did not agree with him saying that uh, and here's another thing, Slaughterhouse and Griselda are so different from each other. Griselda, they they're street man. dudes, man. They they yeah. they can rap about the street era of side of life that the Slaughterhouse dudes necessarily don't rap about because they have different lived experiences. Now, if you want to compare them to, let's say, hmm, how about the Locks or how about Wu Tang, guys with similar backgrounds similar stories, mm-hmm. coming from the streets mm-hmm. similar ways, then that would make more sense. So then how does that comparison sound now? Is Wu-Tang, did Wu-Tang do enough to do, to do what Griselda yeah. did? Did the Fox do yeah. enough to do what Griselda did? That's a better comparison than comparing them to Slaughterhouse, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I never bought this Slaughterhouse. Like, just because Eminem signed both entities, I never... 
try to compete with Zelda, the Slaughterhouse. I think it's a different vibe, different type of music, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because um, Zelda was in a group that was put together and say, hey, guys, let's all link up. It's almost like, and I'm going to compare Slaughterhouse to almost NWX. And when I say that respectfully, when Shine, DNA, Big T, you know, and, and a bunch of these guys decided to link up, I felt like they were at a chill end of their career with, not chill, not, not chill end of their career, pardon me. They were at a part of their career was like, I don't want to use the word limbo, but maybe, I thought it was a good thing when Royce and them linked up. Because you had dudes that could rap, and they linked up together. They have solo careers already. Because they came into the game together, and they're family. They're blood family, so it's a little different when you try to compare both groups that I, I never really subscribed that, you know what I'm saying, so I don't know, man, I don't know, man, um, are we surprised Eminem, shocker, that Slim Shady Eminem has a number one album in the country, sir, you acting like this is a big news, like Eminem, no, no, we're not, whatever, no, we're not, no, we're not, let's give flowers, his first album came out in 1999, we're in 2020, and Eminem still has the number one album. Now, I know there's a lot of talk on Twitter where everyone's like, well, he's only selling because he's white. I mean, at some point, um, you can be popular as a white artist and then not popular anymore. That happens. Mm -hmm. He clearly Mm -hmm. has to have some sort of ability that makes people still want to hear him. Well, one of the abilities is Eminem can really rap really well. And shocker, he has the number one album. And guess what? He has the number one album without merch, without bundle packs. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in this era of cheap, cheap, cheap streaming it, here's the bundle pack, here's the passes, here's the hoodie. Mm-hmm. He just put out a straight-up album, put it to these platforms, and the world decided, and they made it the number one album. I personally love that it's the number one album because who's getting props? People will hear Black Thought. People will hear Voice mm-hmm. of the 5'9". People will hear Joel mm-hmm. Ortiz. People will hear Crooked Eyes. People will hear Young M.A. Yeah, yep. that that means something to me. Like, these are ears. People are hearing, like, it's it, it's the biggest platform you could be on. It's a big deal to be a hip-hop artist on a number one album. So, to me, I yep. salute it. Yeah, hey, I salute it also, man. I salute it also. I think it's a beautiful thing. Listen, I know people are trying to make it a race. Now, do I believe it's color that's playing part? Yes, I do, but that doesn't mean... But like Watson says, after a while, bro, like, okay, that's cool, but you're still from 99 and 2020 and still selling records and still people give a F what you have to say behind the mic. That does play a part, though, man. Lord Jamal, I love you, my guy, but I don't agree with your stance on Eminem fully. I understand. I agree with some of the stuff Lord Jamal says, but I'm not going to say this. I fully agree with everything he says about Eminem. You know what I'm saying? This thing that Black people don't like Eminem. I think that's a BS. I think that's a BS. I think there's a lot of people that we've grown to respect Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Eminem respects the culture. How much times we did a we did a review of Eminem's album, and we also speak about name dropping. When game name drops, is a different feel compared to when Eminem name drops, because you feel Eminem is giving love to his forefathers before him. And in 2020, who the hell is doing that? Watching besides me and you, we don't rap. We just do that on a show here. But as a rapper, who's doing that? Who's giving exclamations and flowers and all that? One of the things that Lord Jamal does not get, and I would love to speak to him about it, is Eminem is a fan of you. 
He loved your group. You know, it's mm-hmm. wasn't easy for Eminem to just finally come out and have to like diss Lord Jamal. The man was a fan of X Clan. Do you think he wasn't a fan of Brand Nubians? Of, of course. course, he was a fan of Nubians. He loved, that's one of his well, like major errors of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. the, Lord Jamal just he he like diminishes him like. Nobody black. Yo, Lord Jamal, you my age group, brother. We listen yeah. to him. We listened to him in 99. We listened to him in 2020. Like, why you keep putting this out? No, none of the black people I knew ever listened to him. Like, you making it like, I don't get it, man. Yeah, white people love him because he's white, but that don't take away from the fact that he does hip-hop music and he does it from a rhyming right. way. Like, when he was rhyming with the Outsiders, Lord Jamal, with Rod Digger, did you have a problem it's with it? Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, it's, it's Yo, sidebar, man. It's sidebar. I used to like your boy Pace One of the Outsiders, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I like Pace One a lot. Look at that, though. Lock with, lock with Pace One. No, I did, too. But what the, the weird thing about it is Rod Digger, your co-host, knows mm-hmm. this. Like, knows yep, she this, knows man. She knows, she knows that. And, and it's like... You 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 personally don't like him, and like you said, I agree. The stuff he says when he talks about black and white issues, I do agree with the stuff he's saying. And he's and and Lord Jamal is a one hundred percent five percenter into blackness. White people are devils to him. And the way he you know what I'm saying I understand where he's coming from, but you diminish the fact that Eminem can really rap. You mock it like like it's not a real thing. And and it and it I think, hurts your credibility. Yeah. No, I think it bothers Lord Jamal also that people act like Eminem was the first white rapper here. Like I see somebody on Twitter saying, Oh, Eminem brought a lot of white kids to hip hop. I'm not saying he didn't know, but bro, there was white kids listening to hip hop before Eminem. I know this for a fact. Okay, so way before Eminem. So Eminem fans they when they try to defend him, they jump out the window and say inaccurate things that are not true. So the thing is, I agree with you, man. Lord Jamal says stuff I agree with, and then but no, okay. So now let me say some stuff I don't agree with, and I got to say this to uh, I got into a Twitter debate with someone about this. All right, he said because on the album Eminem says Lord Jamal is the weakest link of the group, right? So then this guy, a lot of people, a lot of people co-signed it, right? So then I asked the question. And I'll ask you the question. Three, when we were listening to Brand Nubians, were you ever fast-forwarding Lord Jamal's verses or thinking, damn, Lord Jamal, he won in the song? Okay, guess what? And I wasn't either. Now, here's another question. Were you and your friends having conversations about why is Lord Jamal in this group? He's ruining the group. He's like Proswell. No. Were you? No. So to me, that's I, mean, I, I, I didn't even put him in a Poswell bag when he was rapping back in the day with Brand Nubians. I didn't even put him in a Poswell bag. Now, I would say this about Brand Nubians. Once they lost Grand Poobah and they did that Allah album, whatever album that was, I forgot the name of that, the second album they dropped after One For All, and they pumped Trouble up to get beat done and all that. I felt Poobah was missing, though. I felt they made a, you know, you use Grand Poobah. That is a big piece of the pie. 
That's 25 points a game. When Lord Jamal you know said I mean? on Punkship Up to Get Beat Down, Lord Jamal will live long because I give strong blows to the heads oh, of my soul. Do you remember when he said that? Head nose. Yes, head flows. Wait, come on. Yeah. You don't remember that. Wait, of course. So, so you, you remember it, right? When you, when you heard it, were you thinking, this is garbage, this is trash? Nope. It was fire. It was crack. Do you remember that song they had? You better love me or leave me alone. You better love me or leave me alone. I love that joint. What did you say? I love that joint. I love that joint. So wait a minute. I love that joint too. So I want to set the record straight. We was not looking in our mindset. I wasn't thinking, man, Lord Jamal is the weak link. Everyone knew Grandpa. Nah, I never thought I was thinking that. I wasn't thinking that. Like we Grandpa was the standout star, but in all groups, there's a standout. That's that. Yep. That happens yep. with every group in history. Yep. There's a standout Onyx, from the Commodore, the Jackson Wang, the Harold Melvin, mm-hmm. and the Blue Note. There's always a standout. But um, so to me, if let me tell you something, man. This is when you have a, a person who's part of hip hop history like Lord Jamal. It it bothers M because M respects the culture, and M salutes that M. Like you said earlier. Lord, I don't think I don't not think M wants to take shots at dudes he listened to. I think M is very conscious enough to know what brand new things meant to us in the nineties. He was outside, which to me M well, I don't think M is I think M is forced to go this route with Lord Jamal. Because I don't think it's something he really wants he's, to do. But when you keep poking at him, this is what's gonna happen, bro. I agree. And he's and he's forced to. And and another thing is you can tell other rappers they feel conflicted into getting mm-hmm. into this one because it's like, damn, we listen to Lord Jamal too. We we know brand, brand new brands is like iconic and had a a great moment of hip hop history. So mm-hmm. look, so if you notice, Royce basically just talks out his beat. He doesn't even rap it. You know what I'm saying? But Lord Jamal, man, he is adamant on how he believes. He does not rock with him at all, and that's just how it's gonna be, man. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more topic here, Ross. We'll wrap it up here. There's a lot of talk last week and this whole week about the white rapper that used the N-word in a battle. I'm pretty sure you saw the footage like the rest of us. What's your take on the white rapper saying the N-word at a battle rap event to a black artist? Well, you know, I don't believe in that at all. Um, I'm 100% against it. I don't believe in G-passes. I don't believe Anybody white can get a pass to say that word under any Stay circumstances. Right Stay right there. Now, do we need to look at our people, and I'm saying our brothers and sisters, mainly our brothers, I think, because I think this more happens with black men compared to black women. I don't think black women, I think us, not me and you per se, Watts, but I think black men give more of the white man the, 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 the power to say the N-word because of hood ties compared to the black woman. I think the black woman would cheat check the white woman before we would. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree. I, I agree with what you're saying. But I'm going to just say this. Me and you know white people. We've worked around white people all our lives. We've been mm-hmm. cool with them. We've chilled mm-hmm. with them. Of course, definitely. There's no way that they... Can can feel comfortable to say that word, and I can say that word all the time around them. 
if I want to. Mm-hmm. If I want to, mm-hmm. they can't say it back to me. It's just, it's just an understood thing. So back to the battle rap thing. Um, that guy realizes he made a mistake. The guy who said it, and it yes, just, it, 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 he, he clearly understands he made the mistake when he said it. Um, but it, it took a life of its own because now. He's gonna be known for that more than battle yes. rapping because it went viral yes. everywhere. Like it went everywhere. Like you want people always talk about viral moments. They want to force a viral moment. Movie. Well, no, viral. that was an organic viral moment, and now it wow. became a major topic. It became a major topic, and wow. I will tell you what I was surprised about. I was yeah. surprised that there were battle rappers who were giving him a G pass. That kind of shocked me when I used to see when I now, saw that. All we're going to say is, uh, listen, I'm going to say his name, Swade, you my guy. And Swade, if you hear this, feel free to come up here once Saturday and talk to me and Watson about this, brother. You have an open invitation, you know, because I would never, I, we rock with Swade first of all up here. Swade, me and Watson both watched your your live and I'll let Watson tell you how you felt about your live in a minute. I want to speak to him on that. But for me, I understand certain things you're seeing but I cannot co-sign a lot of things you're saying. Now, do I think, watch, that white dude that said the N-word, do I think he's a racist? No. I do not think he is a racist at all. That doesn't mean he gets a cheap pass. But, Sway, because you hung around money bags, and, and Jims, I got to be real with you too, brother. No disrespect, Jims, when I say this. When you running around here acting like you're Hispanic and come to find out you're a Greek, my brother, you feel me? You were saying the N-word hard body karate when you were running around thinking you thought you were Latino. Then we find out you're Greek. Now if you watch Jim's blogs, watch, he don't say the N-word like that no more. He does not say the N-word like that at all. So he also said that money bags, they gave money bags the G-Pass to say this. Now you and I, you just said the word G-Pass. What about the brothers that give these white dudes that G-Pass? Maybe because they live in the hood, they're in the hood with us all the time. They're in the trenches, so to speak. They listen to hip hop. They dress like us, talk like us. And because you're part of the crew, they feel you get a G pass to say that. Now, what do you feel about a guy like Moneybags or any white dudes, in fact, who the brothers give a G pass and say the N word around amongst their circle? But if you're going to do that, should they tell them that you're a fan? If you do that around us, that don't mean you can do that shit around guys like Watson and Three because they're not going to play that shit. Would you agree with the separation on that? Well, the problem with it is if you're if you're saying you can say it around us, but then we got it in public, you can't say it. Then you basically tell right. him to front and not be who he is. The real right. him is he's with it. Y'all let him say it, but then y'all being secretive. It's like how white racist people secretly use the N word, but they don't say it in public. And then you get a Riley Cooper from the Philadelphia Eagles who gets caught being right. who he really is. Or you get a Joe Rogan, because that became a big topic also. Joe Rogan, the the famous podcaster, you you know Joe Rogan, right? Yes, I do. Very familiar with Joe Rogan, of course. Right. There's a compilation of him using the N-word very freely. He's the guy who clearly refers to black people in the N-word behind closed doors, because he does it freely on his podcast, 
and has other mm-hmm. white people do it and then laughs when they say it. So that word is a powerful word when it's said by a white person. And you got to understand that black people are going to feel very uncomfortable if they see black people giving G-passes to white people saying that. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. B-Dot, when B-Dot battled Brave Sever, B-Dot did a whole angle and scheme about that. And it was powerful to me. That resonated with me. B-Dot recently mm-hmm. uh, retweeted it and played the part of the battle where he confronted Sway about letting T-Money back say that. And I remember mm-hmm. when that battle happened, I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. So that's how I feel about it, man. Like, I just do not think white rappers should say it. I told Disaster, when he said the N-word against Iron Solomon, yo, my man, that was a fire battle. But I did not mm-hmm. like that you said the N-word. And he hit me back and mm-hmm. was like, yo, my bad. I, I, You know, I got caught up in emotions or whatever, and you right. You know what I'm saying? So... It's in a white people that's saying that, and you're not saying that in a negative connotation. It doesn't matter. You don't have a right to say that. I hang around a bunch of white dudes, and I, you, they don't. I never gave them the AOK or gave them the the elbow. Hey, fam, you can say that. It's cool. You can say that about us. No, you can't say that. Period. You get what I'm saying? I'm not going. I don't say cracker, so I don't say nigga. I don't say cracker and all that around you. You know what I'm saying? Like you show me my respect. We, we took we took a word that was in a negative connotation towards our people, and we took it and flipped it. Now let me ask you this: There's people that are saying Miss Hustle, no, Miss Hustle. Man, I hate being this dude, but we have a real talk here at PSA about Miss Hustle. You did not sound like you were very. I'm gonna choose my words right because I don't want to kill the system, man. I just didn't agree with some of the stuff she said on Mass Show. You feel me about the situation, all that, and, and this notion that. Oh, because maybe us as black folks, we should take that from our vocabulary also if we don't want other races to say that. What do you feel about that when people go in that bag? That's a that's a legitimate bag if that's the bag you really want to play. If you're on some, mm-hmm. let's eliminate the word altogether. Period. But okay. here's the thing, we're not going to eliminate but here's the reality: we're not going to eliminate the word, and when no, we not. say it, we say it with it. We, we and when we say it, we say it with an A. We say it as a term of endearment. We're not saying with any malicious racism to it. We do not say the yeah. N word with an E R. We don't say it with E R. So mm-hmm. don't think because a white person says it like we say it with an A that well they're not really saying it like a white racist would say it. And if we don't want them to say it, let's have let's just eliminate the word altogether. Um, I was not feeling anything Miss Hustle was saying. She sounded uh, like she didn't know what she was talking about. She sounded uneducated. She sounded very misinformed. She sounded strongly misinformed. Not only did she sound misinformed, she sounded happily misinformed. Happily, like 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 I don't want to know. And I'm so. Um, to me, it's, it's, this is a simple thing. White people should not say the N word. Period. Full stop. There's no other debate to it. There's no mm-hmm. other debate to it. And that's it. Anytime mm-hmm. you start, well, this and that, and try to make all this other stuff. So wait, now it's our fault. So you're gonna put it on us. 
So because we as black people say we can't get mad at it, if white people say it, because we say it in our raps. That's that's the type of time we on. Okay. Oh yo, I'm I, 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 a lot of people on that time watch. A lot of people on I know, that time and share their sentiments. I understand. Listen, Oprah's on that time. Oprah's on that time. There mm-hmm. are a lot. Dr. Boyce Watkins is on that time. Mm-hmm. Like, they do not like that word. There are a lot of black people I personally know who do not use that word and mm-hmm. are highly offended by that word. Yep. Is this so a you, generational thing this? also, you think? You think it's a generational thing with the old no, dads? No, probably no, because, what? older no, than us? Nah, nah, because I know older people use it, man. I know older people use it. I know a lot of people my age would use it. Like, we use it, but we're not using it maliciously in, in a negative way. When it comes out of a white person's mouth, that's the only way I take it. I don't take it no other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, man. Watch well, it. That's all about you. Say Hip Hop, the home of the Rock Nation brunch. Salute to Megan Thee Stallion. Me and three saw you there. <laughs> you said. <laughs> well, I'm making this tie on against her pops, though. Even though she's a cutie, though. But, you know, a lot of times at that party, man. Starts to hold, you know. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Sunday talk. Y'all know the vibes, man. Three and watch. That with your boys. Work.